Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the podcast of a woman named Rad and a man named Paul. Welcome to Game for Anything. Hi, I'm Paul. And I'm Rad. And welcome to Game for Anything's Of The Year series, an end-of-the-year moment where we tell you our favourite things from the year, mostly relevant to our focus on gaming, tech, and pop culture. We certainly have opinions, and this episode, it's Game of the Year. Now, while we are game for anything, we are also game for more things than others, and by that I mean we liked things more than others, and therefore have picked (laughs) Games of the Year... Which implies we feel they're better than the other games that came out that year. Beautifully put. (laughs) I couldn't have put it more succinctly. Just in case you are in the future, this is the year 2023. Yes, it is. And here's the thing, it's not the end of the year yet, so technically some new contenders could scrape through, but probably won't in the next few days. No, I don't think they will. Also, even if something came out, I'm not sure we'd have time to play it. Which would make me weep tears. And speaking of tears, my game of the year is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Oh! Who knew a kingdom could cry? It's making me cry. It's the sequel to Breath of the Wild, which is the Zelda game everyone absolutely lost their minds over. And uh, this game, I won't lie, Rad, arrived at a time when I was feeling a little bit sad this year and I had um, no inclination to go outdoors. And so I went outdoors indoors, by which I mean I skydived and rode horses a lot. Were you, in fact, the titular tears of the kingdom? (laughs) Don't lie to me. Just laughing at titular. Uh, (laughs) Look, I'll be honest... Kinda. I was going through a uh, a real sad patch, and the game is about returning to the world from Breath of the Wild after a few years away. And uh, the world of Breath of the Wild is one that has been abandoned for centuries. And so when I returned to the game and landed in my old home from the previous game, I expected it to be just as ruined. But, unlike my inner emotional workings, the world was in a really good place. Tears of the Kingdom is a game about what happens when everybody rallies and sort of tries to fix the ruined world using the materials available to them. Life is returning, basically. So at a time when I felt like uh, my insides were dying, I, I suddenly felt like, oh, there is hope. And so you just would travel from town to town in the game and all your old friends are there and everyone's stoked to see you and everyone's working together against the common foe. And weirdly, for a sequel to a game about the power of being a solitary hero, this is a game about teamwork. It's a game about friendship. And it absolutely revivified me oh is that a word well i mean you said it so (laughs) that's not how language works isn't it i don't think so i'm pretty sure it is all right well let's just start chucking in new words every once in a while did you play this one i'm not a zelda girly okay i played a tiny bit of ocarina of time because everyone said it was great Mm. because i don't have the nostalgia factor for it controls and stuff felt a bit too dated uh and i played a tiny bit of breath of the wild Mm. but again they're just not my type of games, um, and that's okay. I love how much people love them. I'm a bit sad that I don't share that enjoyment, because you know when you see people really enjoying something and you want to get in on it? But Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Succession was that for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I still haven't watched it. But... This, this is nothing like Succession, by the way, I assume. <laughs> I, I assume that Matthew McFadden does not, like, fall from the sky, land on a horse, and take over the whatever company is in that show. <laughs> 
Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom. Absolutely a resounding success for me and I loved it. I don't know if I ever can play it again. Mm-hmm. It was very long. Mm-hmm. I have moved away from large, long video games towards much shorter, more bespoke experiences, but it just had me hooked from start to finish. The game that caught me in its web... Oh, no. <laughs> I hope it's what you're about to say. I think it is. Uh, was... Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> no, actually, I, did, I didn't play Baldur's Gate 3. I heard it's brilliant. But uh, for me, it was Spider-Man 2, purely because those games are just stunning. Yeah. Like, I look at them and I go, this is what you hope for from video games. Really, really polished, uh, really interesting story that plays with the characters. You know, it really it's a sequel and it does a lot of the same stuff, but I think it does enough different that it also keeps fun. Flinging your way through New York City is as fluid and wonderful as ever. And it's one of the few story games that did story right for me, Mm. I guess. Like, it was easy enough to follow that, you know, if I dropped off or forgot some names or whatever, it didn't really matter. Um, But it still kind of had enough nuance that you go, oh, you know, they have their real lives too and (laughs) they're humans. Beyond Spider-Man, they are just men. Yes, the, you. If you strip away the spider, what is left? It's man. Look out! Here comes the man. And I'm really glad. <laughs> I'm really glad that you know this has been quite a successful series, and the sequel is good, just like the previous two games were good. But it still doesn't feel like PlayStation is just relying on only a couple of you know interesting or exclusive ips yeah um sometimes you get into that trap a little bit where it's like you just keep bringing out games in the same series that went well don't get me wrong i'm very well aware that it's it's a sequel it is kind of that but it still feels fresh enough that it's like well this game is worthwhile it's really cool and i i find it interesting that we both did gravitate now game of the year towards an open world game that involves falling from the sky and saving people's lives it's it's a real it's a vibe this year my runner-up though is not at all in that wheelhouse it is alan wake 2 which listeners will know about because we've talked a fair bit about this game survival horror meets existential dread meets meta fiction it, I, it's deep in my bloodstream and in fact i've been really enjoying the new game plus mode which is a different iteration of the main plot oh. set after the main plot oh wow it's super super deep and squirrely and there's lots more content lined up for the next year but this game i have not been able to stop thinking about. ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I haven't played it yet. That's kind of on my list for the proper holiday break where I have some time. I have been a bit afraid to start it because I know that it is quite spooky and I'm an absolute scaredy cat, but it sounds like one of those avant-garde games that really pushes the medium and does exciting different stuff that even if you're not necessarily like buying fully into the game, Mm. there's enough there to surprise you and hook you in. So I'm really excited to start. Well, back when we chatted with Sam Lake from the game, uh, he actually told me all about the music of the game. And I remember your reaction when I said that they composed bespoke music for the credits of the game. There's an in-game band called the Old Gods of Asgard, a fictional band played by real musicians. Now... About a week and a half ago, at the Video Game Awards, the Old Gods played an in-character set 
uh, along with Sam Lake and the guy who played Alan Wake and backup dancers. And that night, their album shot to the top 10 charts on iTunes. Oh, wow. Yeah. In a truly meta moment, the game from the band broke into the real world and... You mean the band from the game? The band from the game, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a lovely little crossover moment for pop culture. And I love those kind of times where games are more than just games. Yeah. They they push into... Seems silly to call it this, but they push into the real world in a way. And Alan White's been pushing into some very strange places lately, actually. In fact, oh yeah, so I've been playing a uh, fair bit of Fortnite as Alan Wake in the Alan Wake crossover skin. And I was going to ask what your runner-up was, and there's a certain glint in your eye which seems to imply that it's not Fortnite, is it? It can't be. I hate you, Paul, because we actually discussed this earlier, and you knew that it was Fortnite, and you tried to segue in a way that really stitched me up. And I, th- I feel like was a bit of a downer on my pick. Well, do you want to go back and do it again? No. I feel like the audience need to know what you've done. <laughs> oh, no. I was trying to get there about this. Oh, no. No, oh. I see what you were trying to do. I just... Well, look, I, I roll my eyes at this as well mm. because picking a games as a service game or like ongoing game for mm. a game of the year always feels really naff to me. Like it feels like, what, you didn't play anything else that year? It's true. I didn't play... No. <laughs> <laughs> but I... I've never really been a Fortnite person. I've like played a game or two here and there, but this was the year of Fortnite for me. Mm. Um, it's, you know, it's old hat. It's a game that it's really about the people that you play with. But they did the whole um, back in time thing this year where they went back to essentially what was the original game and then in a much compressed timeline introduced the things that they introduced uh, through the development of the game. Yeah. And that really gave a snapshot as well of how much the game has grown in its uh, tenure and how much they've tweaked things to make it so much more fun. Because when you went back to that to that OG... <laughs> it was garbage. It sucked. Like, it, it was fun for, like, a game or two, yeah. but it didn't have the pizzazz. Now, it was a bit like when boomers say back in my day, but instead of just saying it, they took you back to their day and made you experience just how unpolished certain aspects were and then brought you back and suddenly you realize that everything you've got's pretty good by comparison. Absolutely. And I think, you know, they've really perfected the battle royale genre. Uh, I was talking to a friend recently who played a bit of PUBG and was just like, nah, I don't like battle royales. And I was telling him that Fortnite was really fun. He's like, I don't think it's for me. You know, I've played a bunch of PUBG and you spend just time hiding in a bush and then suddenly you get shot and it's all over. Mm. I'm like, buddy, trust. Fortnite is not like that. Oh, yes. They've figured out a way, whether it be through the gunplay, the maps, um, how the storm circle works, to make you feel like you're having a great experience. You're getting to get into gunfights and win some and lose some and you're not constantly feeling like you're just completely outplayed. And I think that is a really uh, difficult feat to achieve, but it's, you know, just the balancing um, is on point. I don't know how they've done it, but they make you feel good at the game just often enough. The difficulty curve is very different to PUBG. It's a lot less ruthless. Mm. Bullets have got drop-off, parkour takes energy. All these things they've been integrating don't mess with the sort of dynamic of the game. And the new updates are really great. The new one's set in, like, the Italian countryside. I drove a motocross motorbike over the top of a moving train and robbed the train and then got shot in the head by, like, Goku. I mean, it's really a... It's still an absolute mess of member berries. And yet, 
It is abominably fun. This is basically me saying that if you, like me, have long kind of poo-pooed the idea of Fortnite and thought, ah, it's just really not for me. Mate, it's a free game and it really is a ton of fun. Um, And I think that it's a great one to play over the holidays. Anyway, that's all the time we have for this of the year episode of Game for Anything. We'll be back very soon with more of the year specials. But in the meantime, I'm Paul, that's Rad, and we'll see you soon. 